the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Interesting. That's really interesting. That's interesting. Very interesting. That is so interesting. Wow. That's so interesting. Interesting stat for you. Why do more than half of American adults and more than 75% of young adult Americans believe in intellectual extraterrestrial life? Hey, if you wanted to talk about something that's so interesting, I'm excited. I've been waiting to talk about UFOs, but really the research and information, uh, it hasn't been as strong as it is right now. If you want to talk about something that gets people's attention, it's this whole UFO thing that right now is in the news because our government, our Congress seems to be finally admitting UFOs. It's a real thing. Yeah, but I have to beg to differ with you for a second. What's that? Because you just said it's captured so many people's attention. Uh Uh-huh. And- I don't think it has. I think it's in the news, and we have this UFO whistleblower testifying. Yes. But I don't think I, – I talk to people about it, and they're like, don't have a clue what's going on. This, <laughs> yeah. this to me, seems like you it should what? be yeah. the biggest news. Yeah, me too. Actually, you're right about that, because if I bring this up to my wife, Judy, over dinner, we're moving on to another subject. I She's always not, joke people care yeah. more about what's going on with Harry and Meghan. That's true. You know, what we're making for dinner right. and things like that, which, okay, that's okay. But you say something about, oh, did you hear that the they're having uh, hearings on the UFOs whistleblower oh, yeah. now and it's like oh yeah oh there's just, there's just a guy that worked with the government for many years that says he has inside information that the US government has crashed UFOs and parts biological parts of aliens that were part of the crash site oh okay and talk about something else now i think this is a really big subject and i'm going to tell you what as we move on this year i think everybody's going to have to make a decision do I believe in this stuff? Do I believe in aliens and UFOs or don't I? Well, let me just read this to you first. We yeah. shared this on the news this morning. Mm-hmm. So rewind a little bit. If you're coming into this conversation here about UFOs and you're thinking, why are Lynn and Sarah talking about all of this? It is a big news story. So congressional UFO hearings are going on right now. And a former high-ranking government official said the U.S. government absolutely possesses crashed UFOs and what he called non-human biologics from a crashed UFO site. A former Navy commander said he and three fellow military pilots spotted UFO in 2004 with technology far superior to anything we had. And an F-18 pilot said in 2014, his squadron encountered a UFO that came within 50 feet of military aircraft. So the committee plans to really pressure the military to release information. So basically they're saying, we've known about this stuff, meaning the U.S. government, since the 1930s. We've been holding stuff and kind of everyone that's tried to say anything about it has been shut down and it's been very, very secret. Right. So anyone who's skeptical about this, what they're saying right now is, yeah, that's fine. There's some whistleblowers. There's people that were pilots talking about this. But show me the aliens. Show me the spacecrafts. 
if they're really here, if the government's had them since the 1930s, 40s, and 50s, like they claim, why don't they just show them to us? Well, and, and people have speculated that. And one of the biggest things that we've heard is that our minds wouldn't be able to handle that. That's what And they it would say. create a panic right, right. in society if all of this came out, if we knew the truth. If some people might remember the name Bob Lazar from – was it the 80s? I think in the 80s mm-hmm. where he had said he worked on, you know, this this site and uh, there were crashed UFOs. They were reverse engineering and people just really railroaded him for years mm-hmm. and made a spectacle out of him. And now it's coming out that some of the stuff he said that happened really did happen. And, you know, whether you believe him or not, it was like, well, some of that is actually coming out true. Well, the problem is it's still a great divide uh, in our country because it's kind of embarrassing to say, I believe in aliens. It still has a stigma to it, right? I, like well, people I, are, it's I wanna, embarrassing. I, I want to like challenge that because I do think there is a divide in the older generation and younger generation. Yeah. I think when you talk to younger folks, and I'm saying maybe millennials, Gen Zers, very different shift on what they believe versus like boomers and up, and maybe even some Gen Xers. I, I think there is a difference. We even, like, we were with a group of, uh, I would say probably Gen Zers oh, about yeah. a year ago. Yeah. There was probably like 10 people in the room and we were joking around. We had everyone raise your hand if you believe in extraterrestrials. Like, everyone raised their hand. Yeah, almost all of them. All of them did, actually. All of them did all for that one. Did. Yeah. Uh, raise your hand if you believe in Bigfoot. And like, I think most of them raised their hand. Yeah, a good amount, yeah. And then we were like the Loch Ness Monster and all that. But it was just very interesting. And when we like pressed them to why, they had some very good intellectual thoughts about it. Well, everyone always says this. If you believe, you always say the universe is so big, it's so vast. There's no way that Earth is the only planet that has life on it in our universe. That's a logical thing that people say. 80% of our our oceans are unexplored. Right. So that's what, uh, that's the reason people believe. So the whole question is, why does it matter? Why why even have the conversation? Is it important? And is it uh, – this is going to be a challenge for a lot of people, a lot of Christians. Let's get to that. Where as a Christian, can I even remotely have this thought in my head? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I've got something interesting to share about that in just a moment. But what's your thought before I share? I've got uh, something that's really, really cool. I think it's a mic drop thing. But what about for you? I mean, what's it matter? Uh, you can say whether you do or don't believe in aliens. That's that's. <laughs> So, so here, you're, you're asking me my yeah, opinion? Yeah, I'm asking you your opinion and what's it matter? Yeah, so I've actually been intrigued with this for years. Mm-hmm. I've looked into this. I've researched. I've listened to tons mm-hmm. of podcasts, read books. I love Dr. Michael Heiser, who I know we've both recommended for a variety of things. And I kind of land where he lands on this, where I think it's definitely a possibility. I don't think anything's been proven yet. But when it comes to supernatural beings and something else besides us, I I definitely think there's supernatural things around us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when it comes to aliens, we need the the biological evidence of it being true. So right now, I wouldn't say yes, a hundred percent. I think aliens are real. Yep. What about these uh, whistleblowers, though? Do you- but but here's that. Yeah. So I do think that there has been enough people in the vast recent years. And even when you go back and research 
years and years ago. There's mm-hmm. even documented evidence from uh, a long time ago where I just think you can't discount all these people. Yeah. They've seen something. Mm-hmm. They've shared very detailed information about this. I just don't think you can brush all of that off. Well, it doesn't seem like it, especially the people who have recently testified. I mean, you've got the one guy who was a government official, and he said, hey, I know that I know that I know the government has retrieved uh, UFOs, or now they're calling them uh, UAPs, unidentified aerial phenomenon. Right. I don't know why they're changing that. UFO is much easier. There's a whole, yeah, yeah. there's a whole reason why, but we won't. <laughs> right. But, but he says, for sure, for sure. And he says, our government is doing reverse engineering, meaning they're looking at them, they're studying them, and we want to build our own. So we want to right. copy theirs right. by reverse engineering. He says all that, but we, you know, we don't really know if any of that's true, but he's pretty credible. Then you have the uh, Navy pilot, and he said, oh, we've had lots of encounters. And then you have the famous video that was finally released, and they were trying to cover it up of those tic-tac-shaped UFOs. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, like four guys saw those and they they definitely have those on video right so all of that kind of makes you think all of a sudden yeah for sure for sure i was kind of skeptical to be honest like i never bought into oh the universe is so big there has to be life out there not necessarily right not necessarily but but when you start to have navy pilots Mm -hmm. testify that they've seen lots of things like this you have that video yeah, something's going on. Okay, Something's I, going on. Right, exactly. And I need to stop you there because I want to talk about this for a second. The mm. word skeptical. I I heard someone say this a couple years ago, and it really changed my paradigm on being a skeptic. And he said, you know what? I don't like that word skeptic. Anytime I hear someone say they're skeptical, I automatically think they're lazy. And he said, it's because anytime someone says, well, I'm a bit skeptical on that, mm-hmm. 100% right away, I know they haven't researched the other side. Oh, so they just haven't done the research. Well, that's They're true. They've already drawn a conclusion. Right. Name one yeah. time someone's ever said, I'm I a little skeptical. That just means you've never yeah. researched the other side. I think that's So I true. try to capture myself when I go to say that and say, you know what? I haven't researched the other side enough. I can't really give a good answer on that. Well, there's people that are sure that they're sure that they're UFOs, and maybe they shouldn't shouldn't be sure that they're sure because, like you said, we don't have biological. We haven't seen the aliens. We haven't right. tested the aliens. But yet. I don't think we should brush right. off all of these right. people no, that have been either. coming forward for for honestly years. Right. It's not just these recent people. But uh, as Christian people, we have this perspective too. In fact, we were talking about this on the air. We just got a text this morning from someone that said, "You know what?" Bottom line is this. The Bible doesn't say anything about UFOs. And if we were supposed to know about UFOs, the Bible would say something about it. That's right. Pretty and that's, that's going to be a stance for a lot of people. Right, right. All right. So I'm going to challenge that perspective. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. For just a second. So I want you to think this through. Okay. Before I give my mic drop quote. All right. So the people that wrote the books of the New Testament Bible, yeah. you have John, Peter's in there. Um, of course, the Apostle Paul. Right. Right. None of them had any idea that people lived in North and South America. Right. They didn't even know there was a North and South America. So you could say that, well, if God wanted us to know, or people at that time could have said, if God wanted us to know that there were people in other parts of the world across the ocean, he would have told us that. Right. But he didn't. Right. That wasn't obviously what God planned to reveal at that time. Mm-hmm. So likewise, it's possible 
that God simply has not until this time wanted to reveal this to us, right? He might want to reveal it to us when he wants to reveal it to us for his purposes, and it might not have been necessary to reveal it. In the Bible, just like people in the Old Testament, it wasn't revealed to them all the details about Jesus. Right. Right? So Mm -hmm. we don't know. Exactly. We we, we can't just say that just because it's not in the Bible. Right. I agree. So here it is. Billy Graham. Here's what he had to say. Okay. This is Billy Graham. (laughs) That's the gold standard. He said, I firmly believe there are intelligent beings like us far away in space who worship God. Billy Graham said that, and then he said, but we would have nothing to fear from these people because, like us, they are God's creation. Mm-hmm. That's what Billy Graham said. Wow. I bet you people don't realize Billy Graham said that. No. <laughs> and there's a quote. Here's a quote from the Vatican. I thought this was interesting, too. If aliens exist, they may be a different life form that does not need Christ's redemption. That's what the Vatican's chief astronomer said. So he's speculating, and he's saying Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, that may only apply to us, the humans on Earth, could be a whole different plan for being somewhere else in the universe. That's so interesting that you bring that up, because I've actually done some study on this. There is a Ph.D. professor that wrote a book um, called UFOs, Religion, Technology. She was on a podcast I listened to, but she had a special access to the Vatican to write her book. They they opened it up to an area where normally, like everyday people who tour the Vatican would not be allowed yeah. to go. And she said there is a whole section, a whole like wing that's very large, about UFOs and mm. aliens and things like that that was that found so interesting. So it's definitely stuff that's been compiled for a long time. It's not just new yesterday. So it's kind of like sometimes you and I, because we work in the radio station, get backstage passes. There's a place <laughs> that no hardly anyone's allowed to see, but they've got a lot of That's what more she said, and she went into it, and she's be. very astute professor who wrote a book about it and it was very interesting so what do you think is going to happen with this issue though this is not going i don't think this is going to go away and i think about some of the flashpoint issues in our country like it doesn't take much for people to get really strong opinions and divide in our country i mean we've seen that a lot recently if this ufo thing becomes big i don't know maybe before the election and half the country's believing in ufos and half the country's not believing in UFOs, that affects your whole life perspective if you think, oh, there's other life out there. They're visiting the earth. What do they want? Are they attacking? Does it bring us together? No. Because now it's us against them. It's earth against aliens. Does it bring us together, or does it divide us further apart? I'm going to make a bold statement here. It's a prediction. And this is just me. This is just Sarah sitting in the studio with a prediction. So, yeah, who am I? But I think that this has the potential to be the biggest divider in Christianity ever. Oh, okay. And I say that because I think different denominations will be a little more open to what we just talked about. Mm -hmm. And I think some others might be a little bit more, like we said, if it's not in the Bible, Mm -hmm. it's not anything we Mm -hmm. know about. I think it'll divide people on, even if they, let's just say the government says, yeah, we do have mm-hmm. an alien, and we disclose that. I think a lot of people won't think it's true, which 
I guess that's a possibility too. I'm not saying it would be true. I'm just saying it will divide people like never before, I think. I think that could be true. If I were in Congress, if I were a congressman, and I don't know why they're not, I would be like a dog on a bone when it comes to this. I know, me too. I mean, I would be knocking on every door at the Pentagon. I would be having press conferences all the time, and I would say, we demand to find out whether this whistleblower guy who says they have crashed UFOs, UAPs, and aliens under lock and key, everybody, write your congressperson, don't stop. We are demanding that either they put up or shut up when it comes to this evidence for UFOs. That's what I would do. Well, I think that's what's what's happening. It's kind of. They got to turn the heat up. You think they got to turn, the, turn heat the heat up? Yeah, up. I'm all about it. Can we yeah. call Jim Jordan? <laughs> You know what? He, Who's someone we could call? He, Jim Jordan. He could get her done. He, he could get he her could done. Get her I done. think we put him on it. Yeah. And what about old J.D. Vance? He's our new guy. Let's get There you go. JD, I mean, they have it. other pressing yeah, issues, I'm sure. I don't think there's a bigger pressing issue than this. But I, don't. I do think it's a pretty big thing, and it yeah. always blows my mind, again, how people like, ah, okay, okay. All right, no so big deal. I'll lay it out like this. Aliens from another wherever in spacecraft coming to Earth. And interacting with people without us knowing it. Scale of one to ten, where do you land? Zero being no I, way, ten being yeah, definitely. So let me phrase it this way: <laughs> I'm a ten. Whoa! If you preface it where I think I think okay. something's happening, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. So if aliens, I just. I don't know if there we have physical aliens. That part I don't know. Right. I do think there's some type of, uh, you know, UFOs, mm-hmm. UAPs, something that we have that they've mm-hmm. been trying to reverse engineer for a long time seems mm-hmm. highly so you think plausible. They are keeping secrets. For so I sure. think they're keeping secrets. I don't know what those are, and mm-hmm. that's what intrigues me okay. because I feel like. Too many people have come forward throughout all these years. And like I said, if this professor is what she's saying was was true, which why would she have anything to say? She wrote a whole book about it. The research at the Vatican and all this, like this has been going on for like thousands of years. Well, I was a four, probably with everything that's come out recently. I'm going to say I'm a six and a half. For for what? For that there are... uh, Aliens and spacecraft and all that. Yeah, kind of see stuff. that part I don't know. Yeah. I think something is yeah. going on. I think I moved from a four to a six and a half. Yeah. So what do you okay. think it is? Well, I think um, I think on my six and a half, it has to be what that whistleblower said. They have to be, you know, physical creatures in different kind of crafts from another place. That's what it would have to be. Do you think the American public would just lose their mind if the government came out and said this? Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't. I don't know. I don't think people. Yeah. Yeah. I think a vast majority of people would think the government's lying. Here's why. And maybe they would be. I don't know. Right. Because if that much comes out, more would come out. More than you would want to know. Hmm. It is interesting right. how have you read before that uh, when president comes into office, that's one of the first things they want to know is about yeah. Area 51. Yeah. Area 51. Is it true? Yeah. yeah look at Bill Clinton did it. Right. Trump. Right. I researched that before. And that's one of the first things they want to know. about. Isn't that intriguing? It is. I wish if there were a time machine, I'd like to go forward in time just to find out how we're handling this issue in 50 years. Oh, if I could be a fly on the wall. <laughs>
if I could be a fly in wall. But I do think it's going to divide people if it comes and, and gets and gets anymore. But it's all so interesting. Okay. At least if Billy Graham said it, you're pretty safe. That's so interesting. It seems like everything just divides us these days. Everything, right? I mean, even Barbie. Barbie's dividing people. No, you're right about that. There's, there's nothing that people do not pick a side on. And once they pick their side, they can't even look at the other side. It seems that way. It really does. doesn't matter what the subject is. It is hard for people to be open-minded and listening to the other side. Yeah. And it's something that I feel like has been on my heart lately because we all tend to be in our little camps and our little circle of influences. And once we're there in that pocket, it is we listen to those same voices all the time, mm-hmm. you know, the leaders of that circle of influence. Mm-hmm. And whatever they say is what we parrot and mimic without sometimes pulling back and saying, wait a minute, do I really feel like that? Let me research that. Wow. I want to make sure. Yeah, do I even know anything about it really right. other than what I heard somebody say? Right. That happens all the time. Really, you brought up a good example. It happened with this Barbie movie. My girls grew up on Barbie. And I'm thinking my first view was skeptical for some reason. And then I saw the promotion behind this and I thought maybe it's okay. And before the movie came out, I saw a group of people that were just completely bashing and criticizing the movie. Yeah. Not just because they didn't like the movie, but they were reading all kinds of things into the movie. And you wound up seeing the movie. So so here's the thing. So I saw the movie before any of the stuff and the drama, the drama came mm-hmm. out because I saw an, an early preview for it. I love Barbie. I grew up watching Barbie. And I like fun movies that really are not too deep. Um, my review of Barbie walking out was... That was fun. That was so fun. I feel so nostalgic. It was definitely a movie for women in their 20s to 60s who played with Barbie, who want to go and have just a fun night with their friends. Little girls would have been totally bored with it. It's not a movie for little girls. And there were even parts of it that were kind of hokey. It's kind of the campy humor. Mm -hmm. And I, I really just walked out thinking... And then a couple days after, when the movie started to, to launch and come out, I saw some of these negative reviews, and, and I was like, wow. I was like, it's Barbie. I didn't think it was that deep. Can't we just go watch a fun, silly movie? And just, you know, it was colorful. It was fun. I, I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was that deep. I guess most <laughs> importantly, you didn't even see, when you were watching the movie, you didn't see any of the things that people were criticizing Yeah, about. so so yeah. one of the things I think was right. like the he was the masculinity of men. I think the big thing what I've heard um, is that the movie, you know, it's all about, you know, women being put down in culture and men trying to dominate and women having to find their place in society and all that sort of thing. You know, that's the big conversation. Well, if all of that was some hidden agenda, it went way over my head. And I just thought it was a fun little cute movie. So here's the thing. I had several people that I know. We talked about it on the air, right? Because it was a big thing. Everyone was talking about the Barbie movie. Mm -hmm. And they said, boy, do you know that movie that it's all about this sort of thing? I said, really? How do you know? Did you see it? And they says, no, we didn't see it. But that's what I read that somebody who's a critic said. Oh, someone said that to you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. I didn't hear it. I've I've honestly, I don't want to overblow it because I've not heard a lot of people say Mm -hmm. except some 
you know. Well, I think the big one was Ben Shapiro. Yeah, Ben Shapiro. And, ben- it, and it was interesting <laughs> yeah. because, and I think Candace Owens came out. Um, but it's interesting. So my daughter, Reagan, watches, you know, some videos and she's like into all of that politics. And sometimes she'll watch things. And she was watching. She's like, Mom, did you see Ben Shapiro's video on Barbie? That seemed like a bit extreme. And we were, and I was like, yeah, I agree. I just, we liked Barbie. It was fun. And then another someone on the Daily Wire, Brett Cooper, who Reagan loves. She's like a younger, mm-hmm. um, just a, a younger influencer like that in that world. And she's like, she loved the movie and they had a debate about it and we watched it. and It was so good. But Brett Cooper was really just saying like, hey, it was just a fun movie. It's okay to just like something. It doesn't have to be the best movie ever made. Right. And everybody doesn't always have to be a critic. Right. Which that seems like what's going on in our world today. I was pointing out to you when I was reading the criticisms of the Barbie movie. I said, you know, it's always been position that way when it comes to men and women in some movies i said think about the flintstones yes right think about the flintstones so we're going way way back all right do we have stereotypes in the flintstones absolutely fred's hot tempered always not that bright but he has a strong opinion and barney just kind of goes along with him those are the guys and who really knows what's going on it's Betty and Wilma. Yeah. They are the ones that really know what's going on. Yeah, they always come in and figure it out. They take care of the guys and they make things right. So, you know, that goes back to the 1960s. I was thinking of a, a movie, oh, really popular. It was the 1950s. I think it was Marilyn Monroe. But in the movie, she sings, Diamonds are a girl's best friend. Is right. that a stereotype? That's a big stereotype. Right. But, you know, we just looked at that humorously we looked at it just as a movie right we didn't we didn't judge it right do we really think oh all women that's how we feel no it was just like okay yeah that's fun right like would ben shapiro write a review of the flintstones right i would love to (laughs) ask him that right i was actually watching something last night with my husband uh quarterbacks on netflix right now Mm -hmm. it's a like a reality series following three quarterbacks and one of them is kirk cousins who's a christian i didn't realize that really cool man of faith but one of the quotes he shared on the show he said this is my favorite from margaret thatcher he said if my critics saw me walking on water they would say it was because I couldn't swim. <laughs> and I thought, wow, that's so good. How yeah. quick, when our little pocket and our little circle, are we, if it's someone we're not usually thinking of or associating with or an idea, like so quick to judge? Yeah, most of us, <laughs> most of us are guilty of that for sure. We get in our click and then the name of somebody is brought up could be co- politics, could be sports. Yeah. Could be entertainment. Yeah. Could be someone in your local community. And as soon as they're brought up, the chatter starts. Yeah. And actually could be like a different denomination of faith. That exactly. You know, I grew up in a denomination where it was very kind of one lane. Mm -hmm. And like Catholics, for example, I had no idea and didn't understand the Catholic faith. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like close to it. And and I think in in several ways was told some negative things about it. And I really, I, I really feel so bad about that. That that's how you know some of the it's time a I grew up. You were brought up. It with, was a, right. It was a perception I brought right. up with, which I don't believe now, obviously. But I just think we need to be open and understand things a little bit more sometimes. Well, I think there's two things there. First of all, we absolutely have to hear 
what the other side says about themselves if we take a position on an issue and not just hear what people who we already agree with say about it. No. That, right? That's, you have actually that's, helped me the yeah. most in mm-hmm. life with that, mm-hmm. to have a balanced view mm-hmm. yeah. on everything and not to just automatically believe everything first glance, to right. really research things. It was so interesting the other day. You told me uh, about the three different levels of people and thinking. Do you remember what oh, that yeah, was? Yeah, it was a philosopher. I can't remember what the philosopher's name was, but it, it was interesting. It was something to this effect. I won't get it exactly right, but you'll get the point. It said that a great people or people that are at the highest level, uh, they talk about ideas. Okay, so they discuss ideas. All right, and people who are just kind of average, they go through the day, uh, they talk about events. Mm-hmm. And so in other words, the concern is, hey, what are we having for dinner? Um, what are we going to do with this situation, et cetera? That's, that's their main focus. But then people who are a little bit below that and the, the people who have the hardest time, what do they talk about? They talk about people. People. Right. So ideas, events, and the lowest level of all is just talking about people that's so true mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. it's really really I just true. thought that was such a good perspective yeah i think for me it's interesting because we have to form an opinion about things that are going on in our world we have to have an opinion about politics about the border in america we have to have an opinion about aliens and ufos we mm-hmm. have to have all the hot issues We have to have a view on them. We have to filter that through our Christian faith. But at the same time, there's some real challenges. Like Jesus in the book of Matthew says, you have to love your enemies and pray for those who intend to misuse you. Mm -hmm. That is such a high bar and such a high standard. And then I think of a couple of other parts of the Bible. Uh, It's Paul. Paul says, let your speech always be with grace seasoned with salt, mm-hmm. right? Not seasoned with vinegar right. or judgment, but seasoned with salt. And in another place, he says, be kind to everyone, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as Jesus or God, because of Jesus, forgave you. So to me, that automatically eliminates this biting, critical, judging sarcasm. Even if you disagree with somebody, right? that doesn't give you a license to just say whatever's on your mind in or, the meanest possible way. Or post it on social media. Or post it on social or share. media. That's why yeah. I, I, yeah, it really bothers me when people will do things like, even with someone that you really don't agree with, or you really like, like someone in politics, for example, that you really don't agree with. I don't think as a Christian it's good for us to share negative, really awful things about that person, even if it is true, even if you think it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll just give an example. I'll just put it right out up out there. Mm-hmm. Let's just say, I'm going to do this kind of as, as lightly and politically correct as possible. Okay. okay. But let's just say that in your perception, you don't think the current president of the United States, Joe Biden, is as sharp as he should be. He's not up to the job. Right. He's too old to do the job. Not forget policies mm-hmm. for a minute. Just mm-hmm. you just think as a person, as a man at this point in time, he's 80 years old. He's not up to the job. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's one thing you can talk about that. That's right. an issue worth discussing. Right. He's going to run for presidency again, but making jokes about dementia. Yeah. Or a person repeatedly falling down. Yeah. 
I don't think that's right. I don't think it. I don't think it fits into that biblical filter that we talked about. What Jesus would want us to do, or what we have the advice of the Apostle Paul on how we're supposed to treat and respect other people. And that's a challenge because it's easy to gang up, right? You get yeah. in your circle of people. Time to gang up. I know. I know. It's so good. I think those are all some really deep, deep thoughts to think about. Yes, and. With us saying that, I feel like we have protection, we have a cushion, because if you're listening and you're thinking those thoughts about us, you're not allowed. (laughs) (laughs) Not allowed. You're not allowed to do that, right? You're not allowed to do that. Yeah. Anyhow, it's, it's, it's an important, I think that's an important discussion. Yeah. Well, I loved this talk today. I like getting a little more vulnerable and sharing some things on this podcast that we couldn't necessarily share in here. Not enough True. time, not enough space. So I hope you're enjoying this podcast. We would love for you to, first of all, subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you love, if you love the Lynn and Sarah show and the podcast, this is so interesting. Would you leave a comment on Apple Podcast and leave a review if you love it? That would mean the world to us. We really appreciate it. And if you ever have any ideas on topics that you think are interesting mm-hmm. that you would like us to explore, or maybe we've already explored them, we would love to hear that as well. So again, thank you so much for listening. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.